and welcome one and all to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. As always, I am your host, Joel, and I am slightly perturbed this week. Wouldn't you agree, co-host Matt? I would agree. I am very angry. <laughs> we spent, I shit you not, the last 30 minutes trying to get Injustice 1 working so Matt and I could play a couple matches against each other. That's what we were going to do this week instead of a show, because there's no news this week. Next week, I'm going to see Guardians. Matt's already seen Guardians, so it was going to be a big Guardians-themed show. It was going to be great, but we couldn't do it because we sat around trying to get the games to work. Everything on the tech side worked. The only problem is, apparently, you can't have private matches with friends. Even if you have the same system, even if you have the game, you can't do it if you own different versions of the game. I have the digital version I got free off the PSN, and Matt has a disc version. Well, it makes no sense. Mm. It makes no sense whatsoever. Makes zero goddamn sense. We both own the game. We should both be allowed to play it. We hope, hope to God, that that will be fixed in a couple weeks when Injustice 2 comes out and Matt and I can actually bring you a special Injustice-themed episode. We were all ready to go. We were going to take fan questions. It was going to be great, but friggin' the game just didn't want to be a team player, unfortunately. No, it's a shame. I, I do hope they don't do the exact same thing for Injustice 2, because if they do, I'm just going to go return the game and get my money back. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we're both going to be getting disc versions of it, or at least I'm going to say that right now. I'm going to get in a disc version. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, so am I. That's what I'm going to be doing for that. It comes out very soon. It comes out on the 16th, so just a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Just a couple weeks. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, with that, we kind of had to do this impromptu episode of the comic multiverse without much of a plan. There was no news this week, Matt. Nothing interesting happened. No, it was it was so weird. It was kind of like a quiet week, which is very in, very weird, especially since... Although, now we say that, now, like a couple of hours after we finish the show, something big's going to happen. Oh, that's awesome. So, you know, you know, DC is going to get sold to Marvel or something, you know, yeah. something like that. Or, oh, <laughs> they got the rights back to the Fantastic Four or something crazy yeah. like that. That's always yeah. how it works. It's in a situation like this where we're actually kind of looking to the fans to save this episode because we're half an hour late from when we usually record. But I put out a thing on Twitter there saying, hey, ask us some fan questions for the episode. So not to put all the pressure on you guys and gals, but uh, the quality of this episode is going to hinge very much on the questions that you ask. Yeah, this is a very, very rickety show. We, we're doing it on the fly. We're doing it live. We're doing it live. We're doing it fucking live, everybody. Oh, man, he's not on TV anymore, is he? No. <laughs> <laughs> he's not on TV anymore. And our other favorite guy we love to talk about, uh, Alex Jones, he's having a hard time right now, too. <laughs> Yeah, he lost his kids. Lost his kids. No, no, but bang, you see, that was a false flag operation. They weren't really his kids, though. They were actors hired by the <laughs> lizard people from Mars to impersonate his kids. <laughs> what was hilarious about that whole thing is, like, he was going through a divorce, and his wife, rightly so, was like, uh, have you seen this man? This man is a maniac. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they used, like, his... His footage mm -hmm. from his show as like proof that this guy is not suitable to be around children or anyone really. <laughs> I am a man. I eat meat. I love freedom. <laughs> and of course, uh, like Jones's lawyers tried to fire back with the oh so classic. Oh no 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 no. He's really a normal sweet guy. This is just a character he plays on TV. No, it isn't. <laughs> No, 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 it isn't. He, I think he even compared himself to, like, like he's a living meme or something. Something like that, which is hilarious, because, like, even just a couple weeks before, you're like, man, I would love it if this dude came out to be, like, some sort of Andy Kaufman-esque performance artist. <laughs> he tried to say he was, only no one believed him. <laughs> But yes, everyone, Matt and I, we're waiting for the questions to fill up right now. I figure what we should do, Matt, is we should kind of have like a backwards episode is what we should do. Let's let's start the show with some books we read this week, and then once we get enough questions, we'll go into fan questions. Yep. How's that sound? So, I mean, I guess one of the big books that came out this week, and I'm sure the one that people are dying to hear you talk about, is Superman. Yeah, that was a really big book this week. Action Comics, a lot of stuff happened. A lot of stuff did. A lot of stuff got answered. A lot of stuff got questioned. And a lot of answers were raised. Oh, questions were raised. 
You can raise an answer if you try hard enough. You can do anything if you try hard yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah, you can. <laughs> but yeah, basically the idea is now is we're seeing the ramifications of fusing the new 52 Superman and the OG Superman together and what memories stay, what memories have to leave, what happened, what didn't. Yeah, yeah, we're continuing on from last week's issue where he was kind of going back through his own history, his greatest hits mm-hmm, history. Mm-hmm. And um, but we kind of get a little bit more about, like, what's canon and what's not. And uh, what were some of the interesting things for you, obviously, being a super hardcore Superman fan with a much more working knowledge of this stuff than me? What were you surprised that they kept and what were you surprised that they jettisoned? I actually went through and and, and uh, listed, like, some of the stuff that were in this issue that is technically canon now. So we obviously have the death of Superman. Yep. Uh, we've got um, Superman's secret identity. Yep. Since that that's literally how the the comic opens. Um, I think Superman Exile basically is because you see the the bearded Superman with the cape and as the toga thing, and right. uh, which mean which in turn means a lot of John Burns Superman run is. Uh, canon. Everything Jeff Johns wrote is in continuity. It was sure to show him punching Ulysses. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I think that time when Eradicator possessed Superman is, which is, I think, Day of the Krypton Man or something. Right. I think that's uh, Imperiax was there, so Our Worlds at War is at least canon. Uh, Superman Red, Superman Blue. Um, yes, yes. Although we only see the blue costume in this flashback. We don't see the red one. Yeah, I guess that states, like, which Superman this one is. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? For everyone who was crapping on Matt's theory and me by extension, because I was telling more people about it, it proves to be even righter than than you thought, Matt, when you first brought it up. (laughs) Blue is totally in canon. Yeah, and, um... Oh, who else was there? Manchester Black was there? Yes, I liked that. I hope that means we'll get to see him fight Superman again at some point. That'd be pretty cool. There was the reign of the Superman. We saw, of course, you know, Steel and Eradicator and everyone else. Didn't see a Superboy, though, in any of these no. flashbacks. That's interesting. And considering how, like, prominent that was on the page, I'm I'm thinking maybe they've got something in store for him. Did Connor get erased? Did Connor get taken out of history? Is Jonathan now the only Superboy? No, well, what if... Um... What if he has been taken by Mr. Oz? Mm, yeah, that's another thing. Clearly, Oz is building up a prison filled with a bunch of different people, so that would be cool. Mm, and most of them are related to Superman yes. and Tim Drake. Yes, in one way or another. <laughs> Heck, Connor and Tim were like the original Super Sons back in the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hanging out together, having good times, and I'm sure Tim forgot about his friend Connor one way or another, so that would be interesting to see them tackle that. Mm-hmm. We also see more stuff with the Superman Revenge Squad. Uh, Henshaw is leading them, which is shocking. Mm-hmm. He was the um, that code guy. Yes. Crazy, because he was originally the Cyborg Superman. He's not the Cyborg Superman anymore, but he still has a major hate boner on for Superman. He will be becoming the Cyborg Superman very soon. Oh, you think so? You think they're going that way? Has that been solicited or he something? He uh, covers and everything. Oh, shit. So are we going to have two Cyborg Supermans now? Because, like, Supergirl's dad was Cyborg Superman, wasn't he? He's no longer. Oh, shit. He got uncyborged, or did he just get killed? No, he got uncyborged. You can just do that. You can re and uncyborg yourself. Oh, all the parts that were cyborg are, like... It's kind of hard to say. He was in, like, it's tank, and he had, like... The parts that were cyborg were, like, kind of, like, covered in this stuff. Uh Uh-huh. It's kind of hard to explain. I don't know, man. If I could be a cyborg, I think I'd be a cyborg for at least a day. (laughs) Just to say I was, just so I could cyborg it out all over the place. (laughs) Be like, oh yeah, you know that Joel guy? He's all high and mighty now ever since he became a cyborg. He just won't shut up about how cool it is. (laughs) But I've got a glowing red Terminator eye. Look at me. (laughs) I'm cooler than I was before. But yeah, I mean... This this last two issues, like the New World or the Brave New World or whatever it was, was really about kind of putting back together Superman's history and telling us what counts and what doesn't. Yeah, yeah, and 
I don't I don't know why people are still confused about it because oh well, I think most of them are confused because they're still thinking that they have to go by the new fifty two timeline. So like what six six years? Uh, yeah. So yeah, so they think think every, all of that took place in the six years, but that's not the case. Not anymore. It's not. I think for a lot of these people too, new fifty two was their first run. And so yeah. they're not used to crazy shit like this, like you and I, where it's like, eh, comic books do this all the time. Yeah. Yeah, we're the veterans. Very much so. I, li- I like the black suit is still in continuity. The events of Lois and Clark are in continuity. They just tweak his reasons why. Yeah, they're all they're all slightly changed. Uh, they also fully torpedo the Superman-Wonder Woman relationship, and thank God for that. Oh, God, thank God. That's gone now. And I like that uh, Batman and Wonder Woman are actually present at the Fortress of Solitude for the birth of uh, little Jonathan. Yeah, I like that. It's funny, too. Batman, it's like he's there, but he's as far (coughs) away as humanly possible. He's on the ice bridge with his binoculars just standing watch like, don't worry, no one's (laughs) getting in here. (laughs) It's like, thanks for helping, Batman. He's like, I sure don't want to see a head pop out of that vagina because Batman can't deal with that right now. (laughs) And Wonder Woman's just kind of uh, amazed by the whole thing. Like, oh, they, they never gave birth on my island. I was kind of created out of clay, maybe. This might be the first birth I've ever seen. And she she calls Lois a sister. That was very nice. That was a nice touch. I like they reestablished that relationship, and because of it, all is right in the world now. Yeah. All is right in the world. Uh, Keeping up with DC, uh, The Button was also this week. The Button Part 2, Flash number 21. Yeah, the big part very big it's you know if issue one was all action this one's about knuckling down and actually solving some mysteries yeah doing some crime solving yeah it's it's very very focused as it should be because it's his book and i like this idea that barry and batman have a common ground because of their crime solving yeah they're both basically detectives first mm-hmm. they that's can, like their forte yeah they can speak detective to each other it's their special language yeah, I, th- I think it's in this issue where I think it was Batman where he where he says like he like Barry's the only one he was able to sort of talk to about this stuff, mm-hmm. whereas everyone else in the league's like, what the hell are you talking about? Blood, blood splatter patterns and whatnot. Yeah, their eyes just glaze over, which I which I like. I like that they're finding a nice common ground between Barry and Batman, so they can be friends on like a whole other level than say like you know Batman and Superman. Yeah, it's great. Plus, too, you know, they both have murdered parents, too, so that's another thing I'm sure they uh, they can talk about. Yeah, and I'm sure Batman likes investigating the murder of the, the person who killed Barry's mother. Yeah, I'm sure that also is a nice, fulfilling thing for him. It's cool, too, because Barry literally turns the Batcave into a crime scene with a bunch of tape everywhere. That was really cool. I like that. Which leads me to believe, how many people did he think were going to be trampsing through the Batcave? Just Alfred? <laughs> Well, he's probably, well, uh, you know, Bruce, he likes them kids. He likes all those kids popping in and out. Barry's just like, no, don't walk through my crime scene. (laughs) I put all the little things down and everything. Come on, on, Nightwing, Damien, everyone stop walking through my damn crime scene. (laughs) It's like, oh, geez, the freaking, the the Flash, he won't leave. He's been here all night. Why is there a corpse on the floor? You know what? I don't want to (laughs) know. I'm totally fine not knowing why that corpse is there. <laughs> we uh, we also find in this issue we get the Hall of DC Universe Easter eggs. Oh my god, so many. The things that hold the Demons 3, a bunch of Martian Manhunter stuff, which begs the question, why the hell is Martian Manhunter not around? Yeah, they, the time ship, the bug... Yeah. That's right, yeah, another version of the bug. Another version of the Helmet of Fate, which leads me to believe, why the hell is that there? Yeah, well, what the hell even happened to, to like, the Doctor Fate book that was happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, is there spares? Is that a spare helmet we didn't know about? <laughs> uh, what else was there? Uh, there was so much. Oh, a bunch of stuff belonging to the JSA, which is fitting because Johnny Thunder comes back here. Yeah, he, that's right, he's at the start of this issue. There's a lot of things they're drawing reference back to DC Universe Rebirth. That stuff we saw with Saturn Girl and now what we're seeing with Johnny Thunder. 
Yeah, that, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what they're going to end up doing with that. Well, it gets further interesting because also Barry says, yeah, you know, I keep having this vision of the Helmet of Hermes, which is, of course, a reference yeah. to Jay Garrick, who was on the JSA. I mean, I think that pretty much telegraphs it right there. The JSA and Jay Garrick are going to be coming back by the end of this. Oh, boy, I can't wait. Because they're still owed a book. When they talked about all the new titles that were coming out during DC Rebirth, JSA was one of them. They were. They were. So they're totally owed a book. Wouldn't that be so crazy? They break down the walls, especially because they know now, when they were traveling through the time stream on the frickin' cosmic treadmill, they now know for the first time ever that their history has been doctored and changed, but all those crises from before totally happened. Oh, yeah, like Crisis on Two Earths. Um, I think there was Identity Crisis... Uh, Infinite Crisis, Final Crisis. I I am intrigued with the the Crisis of Infinite S one though because Convergence was all about sending people back to stop that. <laughs> I don't think Convergence matters anymore at this point <laughs> no. because because now Superman is fused. So now, like old Fifty Two Superman couldn't take part in Convergence, which means he couldn't have gone back because he's the same guy now. I like I like to think that Convergence was like was an event solely to get that pre Flashpoint Superman into this new universe. It sure felt that way. That's like the longest uh, lasting impact of it. Did it impact anything else? I sure can't think of anything else. If it did, everything else that it impacted was like cancelled or just forgotten about. Yeah. Remember Telos? Remember the great breakout (laughs) character that was Telos who we were all going to love forever? (laughs) Y'all remember Telos. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm trying to think too on Converge. It's funny... Convergence, they say that, like, because John was fathered during the events of Convergence because they put a dome over Superman, which meant he got no yellow sunlight, which means he was human, which means he was able to essentially bang and impregnate Lois without killing her. Yeah, yeah, John John was actually born in the Flashpoint Batcave. Yes, yes, he was. He certainly was. That's not the case anymore. I wondered, they didn't even bother to explain that. It's like, well, how can Superman impregnate Lois Lane? Don't think about it, dummy. Carefully. Yeah, just very, very carefully is what he did. (laughs) But yeah, it's fine. Like, that's the thing. The biggest thing for Convergence was all the stuff that happened with the Super Family, and now that doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. So you can basically skip Convergence now, everybody. Pretty much. So uh, in the time it took us to talk about all those books, we also got some questions in so we can answer some of them, Matt. Won't that be nice? Yeah, that'd be really cool. A citizen of cinema asks, if you and Matt had to write a comic together, what characters would you pick and what kind of story would you tell? It's pretty obvious it would be a team-up piece between Green Arrow and Superman. That'd be pretty cool. There's actually a really cool book about that. Uh, really? Which one's that? Uh, well, it's not much of a book more than it is a backup story. I'm just going to look it up now. But um, it's basically... Hold on, I, I had it here a minute ago. I was actually looking, actually thinking about this yesterday. Um, I think it's, I think it's Connor gets like hurt really badly. Uh huh. And um, I'm see if I can find the goddamn panels for it. I saw him yesterday. Um, I think think it was Connor who gets hurt really badly, and there's they're out on like a speedboat, him and Black Canary and Oliver and everything, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. away from everyone. No one can hear and. He, he has no one to call, so he just calls out for Clark. Clark comes in and helps him. <laughs> Superman, help me. Oh, cool, you came. Th- thinking back on it, too, uh, Superman was actually there at the death of Oliver Queen when he died quite famously trying to stop that plane. Yeah. Superman couldn't save yeah. him, and he beat himself up out of it a little bit. Maybe mm. maybe revisit that a little bit, or you know, maybe have something like you know, uh, Merlin is attacking Superman with kryptonite tipped arrows, and he's like, "Oh, you got to get your fucking guy under control, man." <laughs> I can't I can't be having some crazy dude with a stupid haircut shooting arrows at me all the time. Ooh, ooh, there's a story. Superman's like, "I gotta beat him," but if I beat him, I gotta beat him in his own game. Ollie, teach me how to shoot arrows. <laughs> And it's just a big sports montage with Oliver Queen trying to teach Superman how to, like, uh, be good at archery. 
That'd be pretty good. That's a story right there. That's a freaking story. And Merlin's are like, you can't stop me, Superman. He's like, oh, can't I? And he takes out like a red and blue bow and arrow and fires it at him and breaks his thing. <laughs> you can't tell me that's not a little bit awesome. <laughs> that's a little bit awesome. Uh, next up, we got Andre Peterson asking, with the rise of Marvel's legacy characters, what DC legacy character would you like to see attempted? I don't. I don't understand that question, Andre. Yeah, yeah. What? What was it again? What? With the rise of Marvel's legacy characters, what DC character would you like to see attempted? Question mark. Uh, that's it's two different companies. Wait. I'm slightly confused. Yeah, yeah. I think. Well, I think what he means is with Marvel legacy happening, what DC legacy characters would we like to see? Oh. Uh, I think. <laughs> I, I mean, I gotta say, as it stands right now, as part of DC Rebirth, a lot of the legacy characters are being well served right now. Be it either in Titans, be it the return of Wally West, I think they're really taking well, that, care of their legacy. Well, that that's like the whole deal with Rebirth. It's about legacy. Yeah, I mean, both Connors I'd like to see come back in some shade or another. Either Connor Hawk, Green Arrow's son, or Connor Kent, even. Yeah. Totally. I, I can't even think of any other real legacy characters who don't have a book or have been mentioned or something. I mean, heck, the JSA is coming back, and that's like some of the oldest legacy possible. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they they, they got it. Uh, okay, moving on, we got Ben Crawl asking, how quickly could John Cena take down Hydra Cap at the end of Secret Empire? Uh, very quickly. <laughs> he would hold him down for the three count. He'd hit him with all his power moves, and then, like, H Hydra Cap couldn't kick out. He couldn't do anything. Yeah, he wouldn't see him coming. Yeah, I mean, I mean, John Cena would take a whole Hydra beat down, and then even still he would win, and then people would be yeah. upset about it. I found that comic I was telling you about. Oh, you found it? Oh, good. Here, let me let me, let me take a look at this. Oh yeah, it's a it's it's a it's a pretty cool one. <laughs> oh, I like it. I, I like the art on this one. How I, I was gonna say who uh, who wrote this one? Oh, it was Winnick. Oh yes, yeah, I, Judd, rem I remember. I remember this one. This was a good one. Yes, yes, this was a really awesome story. That's right. His son had gotten all shot up. Yeah, and he called for help. That was a good one. Good, good fun, yeah. Matt. Go, go, go read Judd Winnick's Green Arrow, everybody. It's really good. Yeah, Green Arrow, Black Canary, issue four. Nice. That's a good one. That's that's what Judd Winnick did after the original Green Arrow run he did. He did the team book of them together. Mm-hmm. All right, so moving on from there, we have uh, Wade asking us, uh, Joel, you have the momentum of a runaway freight train. Why are you so popular? <laughs> That's a Simpsons <laughs> quote, everybody. And bonus question, were you sent here by the devil, Grandpa? Uh, to, an <laughs> to answer those, yes and yes. <laughs> yes to all of those. Also, he's kind of not lying, Matt. I don't know if you checked the numbers for the last comic multiverse, but actually putting what we talk about in the title of the episode uh, did really well for us. I think last episode we did is like the most listened to one we've done. Who knew? Yeah, I know, right? Apparently we've been doing it wrong for, like, 53 episodes. <laughs> Although the ironic thing is we're not talking about much in this, so I guess we'll have to call this Superman History Rewritten plus Q&A. I guess so. <laughs> I guess that's how we'll have to go for that. Thank you for those questions, Wade. Whenever you can put a Simpsons quote into something, you know you score points over here. <laughs> Uh, Instinct asks, do you think uh, some elef uh, some elephants, yes, do you think some elephants never forget and love peanuts? Uh, no, do you think some elements from Civil War will repeat in Secret Empire? Uh, yeah, I think it's definitely going that way. Well, considering we kind of learned that Civil War was kind of Cap's fault, or like his doing. Yes, yeah, Civil War II was definitely his fault. There's a lot of old wounds that have yet to heal. From that, furthermore, now that Hydra has taken over uh, America, essentially, in Secret Empire, it will be fun to see what, if any, heroes end up turncoding and just support Captain America anyway. Yeah, well, that, that's kind of like what they were doing in um, uh, the, the the recent U.S. Avengers issue with, with Cap sort of, like, baiting Roberto and, and AIM and sort of trying to get them to to follow him and everything. 
Yeah. He was kind of like, you, you got to follow orders, Roberto. you got to follow my orders, whatever they be. Yeah, yeah, most definitely, because it's like, well, you know, he, he was given power by the president, and he is Captain America, and he's the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. Do we have to listen to him anyway, lest we be mm-hmm. branded traitors to America? Mm-hmm. It's funny, like, I actually really like that scene Matt's talking about in USA Avengers. Not enough people talk about that. But it's in that it's in that discussion there, we actually kind of hear what Hydra Cap's politics are, which we haven't mm-hmm. really heard of up until this point. He's been keeping that pretty close to the chest. Yep. But he's like, hey, you respect the chain of command, right? Good Americans respect the chain of command. You're not a dirty commie traitor, are you, Roberta? <laughs> and then he gets even more fucked up on him. He's like, you wouldn't understand because you're Brazilian. You're not from here. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, racist cat much? Okay, whoa. <laughs> Your brainwashing is showing. Speaking of uh, like brainwashing and history rewriting, we know Kobik has the power to do that, and we've already seen like some uh, variant covers that have like the Hulk and Magneto and shit on there. Wouldn't that be fucked up if Kobik used her powers to either bring heroes back from the dead, but under the control of Hydra, or took other characters and messed with their minds to make them serve Hydra? I I could I could see them doing that. And again, too, like, you know, much like I'm sure when Captain America eventually finds out that he's been manipulated, how pissed is he going to be? How pissed would Magneto be if they made an actual Holocaust survivor believe that he was a Hydra sympathizer? Oh, God, he would be so pissed. He would burn the whole world down. No one could stop him. Nah. That would be rage the likes of which you've never seen. So, yeah, good uh, good question there, Instinct. Thank you. The answer is, yeah, very likely. I think they will repeat some beats from Civil War, but hopefully they do it better than Civil War Two did. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Hey, Citizen of Cinema, back again with another question. Uh, who's your favorite comic book villain from Marvel Universe and DC Universe and why? Oh, man, my, mine changes a lot. You go, you go first, uh, Matt. i got to think about this. <sighs> I gotta think about it as well. Um, hmm. I mean, uh, Marvel has so many good ones. Right now, I would say Kingpin because I love the solo Kingpin series they're doing right now. He is so morally complex and complicated. I'm a big Doc Ock man, of course. I think he's great for all the same reasons. I liked him more after Superior. Oh yeah, God yeah, Doc Ock is so good. And even right now, I've got my eye on him. Like I can't wait to see what he does. Mm-hmm. Doctor Doom, of course, can't go wrong with mm-hmm. Doctor Doom. Yep, Doctor Doom is is like kind of like your favorite hero and villain now. All at once, very much so. Yeah, man. you totally hit it with that. Same with Magneto. You know, he's an anti-villain. You know, he does horrible things, but you understand his reasons why. Actually, you no. Know, hey, just just to be topical, who's my favorite Marvel villain right now? Uh, Captain America is the best Marvel <laughs> villain right now. I, I was thinking about saying that, and I'm like, oh, someone's going to get pissed at that. Cause, why? Because he's winning. He's, like, legitimately winning where every other villain has lost. Yeah, yeah. He legit took over the world. How many other villains, again, outside Doctor Doom, can say, yo, I won and actually took over the world? Mm-hmm. Uh, for DC, again, so many goddamn great ones. I think we can both agree Lex Luthor is pretty tits. Yeah, again, like an anti-villain he, sort of thing. He is now, although we haven't seen him since the fusing, and I have to wonder, will he go back to being the same now that Superman has fused? Well, well he was in Suicide Squad 16 this week. And how was he there? He, he, he was kind of like um his... His his Lex in uh, that in that Superman Batman run the Public Enemies one mm. where he's kind of like kind of like in love with Amanda Waller. Uh-huh. Everyone seems to be in love with Amanda Waller recently. Yeah, it, he he was kind of evil, but at the same time not. He was mm. kind of playing that middle field. Right. Huh. Wouldn't it be funny if Luthor ran for president again? It's like you know what, I have political aspirations all over again. God, that would be goddamn topical. Yeah, fuck, it would be these days. It would almost be too topical now. It'd be like, you know what? No, let's not go there. <laughs> we we did it. We basically predicted the future. I mean, more DC villains, obviously the Joker. Say what you want about the Joker, Matt. They've been doing him pretty sparingly the last little bit. I'm actually really glad as well it's not been Joker, 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 Joker. Yeah, it means when we actually see him again, it's going to be pretty special. Mm-hmm. Or the three of him, whenever they get around to telling us about that. Yeah. Uh, Sinestro, another kind of anti-villain. He does good, he does bad, he does a little of everything. 
Mm-hmm. And again, another villain who's been used kind of sparingly. He's not been around for a while. No, they had that first arc with him, then they sort of took him off the table. Yep. Uh, of course, I'm a big sucker for Bane. Bane will actually be getting a new uh, solo maxi-series this this week, mm-hmm. in fact. Bane Conquest, which on one hand you think I would be like, you know, jumping up and down with excitement about it because a Bane miniseries is all I've ever wanted. I'm disappointed for two reasons. One, it's Chuck Dixon coming back to write it, and Chuck Dixon has, A, not written anything for the two major comic companies for, like, over a decade now. B, he's mm-hmm. revealed himself to be a bit of a, bit of a piece of shit in that time when he wasn't writing anything, <laughs> and, like, the only people who would talk to him were, like, the super alt-right forms were like, yeah, you know, friggin' these people have ruined comics, haven't they? And he's like, yeah, I agree, because you're talking to me. <laughs> Also, and and here's a more practical reason. They changed Bane's costume for this. Bane looked awesome in I Am Bane. He looks stupid now. No, that sucks. Not like coat stupid, but still pretty stupid. He's got like an ugly V-neck tank top and like a mask, but like you can see his lips and his eyes now. Mm -hmm. I don't know why they just didn't keep the I Am Bane costume. That was literally the perfect costume. Yeah. People always want to overthink Bane, and I hate that they overthink his costume. He's good because he's simple. I don't know why they do it. I guess they're like, ah, he's just a roided up luchador in a mask. That's not interesting. We can do better. Yeah, we'll give him a coat and a stupid face mask. Yeah, yeah, we can do better. Uh, Moving on there, we got Sir Kazavinji. Yeah, you know who you are. Uh, Who's your favorite Autobot and Decepticon? Ooh, a Transformers question. Oh, jeez, I've been had to think about them for a while. I know. I love Starscream, because in every yeah. version, Starscream is a wonderful backstabbing bastard every time. It is, it's true. And he's voiced by Steve Blum, so... Yes, and a lot of them. I mean, Starscream, is, a winner is Starscream across the board. Autobot, hmm. There's so goddamn many of them. Can it's I, hard to it's hard to remember which one's which sometimes. Can I be weird and say Rhinox? I know he was a Maximal, and that's technically <laughs> Beast Wars, but fuck it, I watched more Beast Wars than I did Transformers. <laughs> I like him. I, I like him because he was basically the beast of that team. That's true. He was. He was smart, and then they kind of made him a villain later on. Yeah, yeah. Again, again, goes back to you can't really tell which one's which. Yeah, geez, if you can't tell, the big theme of this episode is Joel and Matt like morally complex characters who aren't so cut and dry. <laughs> uh, moving on from there, we got Brandon Rodriguez. Uh, how do you think Flash and Batman will get out of Flashpoint? Good question, because I guess they just can't use the cosmic treadmill again, can they? Well, maybe it has something to do with Jay Garrick. Yes, wouldn't that be something? Like, one Flash alone can't do it, but two Flashes together can run fast enough. Mm, I think, again, goes back to the TV show, did that recently. It did, and, like, that's kind of the thing DC's doing now. Their shit's lining up. Yep. Or, you know, maybe someone else was working on a cosmic treadmill in this world, and they could just go with that. Maybe. I hope we get to explore Flashpoint a little bit more. Me too, because it was such it was such an interesting little time, but it had such a short window of existence, didn't it? Yeah, even though it had tie-ins and everything, they never really gave you that much. Yeah, yeah, it was a fun universe to play around and made a made a great little movie, didn't it? Hmm. Uh, what else do we got going on here? Uh, Shaman of Animation asks, "What do you guys expect from the MCU past Phase Three? Uh, I didn't expect we'd get this far in, man." Well, I know Kevin Feige has said that after Phase 3, they're not doing phases anymore. Really? Just doing movies? Yeah, Yeah. well, I I think they'll still be in phases, but they won't technically be called phases. They'll be called something else or something, right. which makes me think that those movies will contain characters that aren't in Phase 3, in the, the three phases, you know? Right. Uh, so it'll be something new, probably like New Avengers or something, that would stuff be- like that. That would be cool. Shuffle the team up. I'm hoping for Phase 3 and beyond. I'm hoping that uh, they actually get the rights back to some more characters. I'm hoping we might see some Fantastic Four. I'm hoping we might see some characters you wouldn't expect. Yeah, well, um, especially like at the end of Guardians Volume 2, there's definitely characters that are coming that have big implications for the, for the Marvel Universe. 
So them coming into movies is pretty cool. I'm sure, I'm sure they do. And it's like, I'd love to throw out some characters, but I'm like, oh, I'm sure they're earmarked for this. Because I'm like, hey, can we get some more stuff with Blade? Oh, he's probably earmarked for Netflix. Like, oh, can we get Moon Knight? Oh, same deal. Can we get this, that, and the other thing? And it's like, oh, don't worry, you'll see them down the line. Yeah, that's the thing, that Marvel have done a pretty good job of releasing characters that you wouldn't usually expect. Like, like us as a comic... comics fans would be like oh yeah that'd make a good movie but like to sell it to like a general audience you think yeah maybe not why didn't they go with something a bit more simple like doctor strange you would never think he would get a movie and then sometimes they surprise the shit out of you like guardians i wouldn't have tried to sell guardians to anyone yeah so they could literally do anything anything at this point totally uh, Amazing Zero asks, oh, this is a good one. Worst dinner slash restaurant experience, uh, either crappy food, service, or everything. I'll let you go because I've had a couple. Uh, so I think I've told this story on Mike before, but in case I haven't, I'll do it again. So there's a place in my small town called Friendly's. It's a Chinese restaurant. And mm-hmm. all, all, all the people uh, under a certain bracket love to go there because it's like the one in the area. I'm more of a Dynasty man. Dynasty's a little way out of town, but it's much better. QQ is good if you want Chinese and you want uh, Japanese like sushi altogether. Never been to Friendly's. Never heard anything good about it, but my friends were going there because it had, like, you know, a really cheap buffet, all you can eat one night. And, like, you know, walking in there, one, the restaurant looked like they had opened it in the 80s and had never updated it. And it wasn't, like, in a fun retro way, like in a literally, wow, you've had no work done on this place. (laughs) The back door was falling off. We walked in through the back door, and I'm like, well, what's stopping me from just running out and not paying my bill? (laughs) The the food was over-fried and refried. Like, like I got the feeling that the buffet stuff, they just heated up from the night before, and they've been reselling Uh. it. The dishes oh, were no. dirty. Oh. The, the floor was dirty. Was yeah. another thing. Yeah. Uh, the drinks were watered down. Like, legitimately, like, I ordered a soda, and I'm like, this, you, you watered this down. You're trying to stretch these to make these go longer. I bet this is, like, half water in here. That's some bullshit. The, the only thing that Friendly's actually lived up to its name for was that the staff was at least friendly. Well, maybe they they have to be. Yeah, at to, this, to sell on this on this shitty restaurant. Yeah, never have I been so disappointed. I was so disappointed. I complained like you would not believe for the day uh, for like the next couple of days after. Oh, oh, the dessert bar. It's like oh, and a make your own Sunday bar in a Chinese restaurant. Uh, yeah, the <laughs> ice cream was all melted because like the things were left open by the back door. <laughs> So it sucked. And also it was a Chinese restaurant with like no Chinese people working either in the kitchen or in the front. Yeah. So it was like a, um, uh, like, like a franchise. Yeah. This place wishes it could be a goddamn franchise, but yeah, that, uh, that place (laughs) sucked and it was extra surreal because up on the wall, they had a bunch of their like, you know, voted best buffet in, you know, small Northern town that I live all these years running and i'm like you either paid someone for those the guy doing the awards only came to one place and didn't want to walk or this place used to be good once and has just really gone downhill (laughs) but yeah friendly sucks ass i'm gonna say that right here right now it's the only time i've ever wanted to go on to yelp and I did when I got home, and I'm like, what are Yelp reviews saying? And of course, they were super negative, but then I had a weird like moment of like the people who were being super negative were people who came from like uh, like the city to my small northern town, and they were like, man, this place yeah. sucks for the first paragraph, and then they started running down the town in the next couple paragraphs. Oh, God. And I'm oh, like, God. oh, man, this is why I don't read Yelp. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, well, what about you, Matt? Um... I haven't had anything like remotely worse than that. I think like the worst thing I've had was like I went to this oh at my uni there's like this there's like a pub on the uni grounds mm-hmm. and and we we get all sorts of discounts and stuff from it and I uh, I went there with some friends for lunch one day and we we waited probably an hour and a half two hours for our meal right and when it came out it was cold because it'd been sitting on those that thing with the lights mm, they have the heat lamps yeah the whole time they they had literally forgotten about us uh, and then when we when we complained they said 
oh well, and did nothing about it. That's it. Yeah, it's, that blows. Yeah, that just seems like inattentive service. Yeah, it, nothing as bad as yours. Yeah, that uh, like that restaurant was like you literally did everything wrong in one go. <laughs> it's it's also a place too where it's like you know I re- I really I really debate it. it's like do I leave a tip here? The service was nice, and in a tip based economy like we do, I don't want the people to suffer. But at the same time, too, I'm like fuck this place. Yeah, that that's the thing. They were really nice, but the food and everything was really shit, and it's kind of hard, eh? Yeah, what what do you do in that situation? What is the proper thing to do? I don't, I don't even remember what I did if I left a tip or if I was just so pissed I didn't. Uh, yeah, moving. On. I, I know, I know. Like over here, over here, like tipping, we, we don't actually do that. Really? Do you? Know, it, it is like a North American cultural thing. Most places. Now, do you not do it because it's included in the meal, like an actual like uh, thing for the staff? I think it's because we, uh, like, the minimum wage sort of thing. Well, that's good. Like, ours, I think minimum wage is better, I think. I, I, I have no idea. Right. I, I mean, I'm sure many people know this, but the thing about tipping is it's a holdover from prohibition in North America is what it is. It's, you know, when restaurants couldn't sell booze anymore, people needed to make money any way they could, and a lot of rich people use that as an opportunity to get unfair privileges over other people. Like, oh, serve me first, give me better service because I'm giving you a little money on the side. Yeah. And it's funny, like, it's only restaurants that do it. No other business runs like that, where it's like, hey, here's the jeans, they're 10 bucks, but, you know, hey, does the stock boy get to eat tonight? You, you decide. Yeah, give him a ten dollar tip or something. Yeah, th- thanks. Adam ruins everything for educating me on that one. <laughs> now, uh, moving on from there, we have uh, Shinobi asking, "What game would you rather have? A DC versus Marvel game, a DC versus Namco game?" And then he lists a bunch of stuff that Namco uh, Namco owns, like Gundam, Dark Souls, the Shonen Jump characters, Tekken, Soul Calibur, etc., etc. That that'd be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, you could see a bunch of stuff there, like, you know, Batman fighting uh, Dragon Slayer Ornstein and shit like that. Oh my god, that, that'd be pretty cool. You know, Superman duking it out with Hay- uh, Hayachi and everyone else. Hey, uh, if they had Shonen Jump, that's Dragon Ball, right? So you could finally have a fighting game that lets you have friggin' Goku and Superman go at it. Oh, the, the battle of the century. There you go, everybody. Uh, not to be confused with the character of the century. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess he, he he would wreck everyone in a game as well. Yeah, uh, wouldn't he? Because he's crazy. I mean, DC versus Marvel would be cool, but like that's never going to happen because the two companies have to learn to play nice. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they will play nice in the future. They haven't had a crossover in the longest time, which is a shame because they really should, shouldn't they? They they should, especially since DC has been doing such good like crossovers. Like the Batman the Shadow one from this week was really good. Yes, you enjoyed that one. A lot of it was. It was really good. That's nice. And I mean, obviously, of course, Justice League has been crossing over with Power Rangers. Justice League is. Yeah. Batman's been crossing over with the Ninja Turtles twice. Mm hmm. Seems like, you know, maybe now's the time to play nice, everybody. Uh, next up, we got K.E. Taylor asking When did it become wrong to personally like something yet acknowledge that it has quality? That's how I feel towards Secret Empire. Uh, that's the internet, I would say. <laughs> Yeah, I would agree. I mean, in real life, if someone, you know, likes something I don't, I'm just like, all right, right on, is how I would go. But on the internet, people always feel like they need to defend their thing, like Crusaders. Oh, God, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I would would say people on the internet fight about things like they're actually getting paid for it. Oh, my... I, I always ask, like, whenever I get someone who who's mad at me because I don't like Batman v Superman, I ask them, like, are you being paid? Like, do you have a financial stake in this movie? Yeah. Why are you so invested in that I don't like it? Absolutely. That's that's really what it comes down to. Like, if someone came back and said, hey, I have someone who, or I know someone who works on the film, or like, hey, I get a cut of the profits on this one, I'd be like, oh, all right, then. Then you have a right to be angry. It's It's very out of proportion to the people who get angry over, you know, uh, the way they react to it. It's very strange. It is. It's very strange. Yeah. Very, very strange. 
Uh, Ghost asks, is Nightwing's baby going to be a boy or a girl? How do you think him <laughs> being a father will affect his outlook on being a vigilante? Uh, well, Dick Grayson, I have the results in right now. You are the father. <laughs> uh, that, that is if he even ends up having a kid. I think that would be a pretty interesting place for Nightwing for the future. Have, uh, have you been caught up on uh, Nightwing there, Matt? I, I haven't, but I do I do know what is happening. Yeah, he uh, he may be a dad soon. That would be very interesting. I think superheroes and parenthood, I mean, as we've clearly seen by Superman and Spider-Man and Renew Your Vows, it's cool shit. You can do cool shit with it. Yes, especially someone with Nightwing who, like, obviously his, his father died and then he, he had, like, a surrogate father with mm-hmm. Batman and everything. That would be very interesting to see how he would do it different from those people. Totally. And, you know, e- even when he did grow up and even when he did start doing his own thing, he was still very much treated like the son, like the sidekick, like the boy. Well, there's no quicker way to grow up than being a goddamn father, is there? Mm-hmm. And I like the idea that Damien's a little jealous, where it's like, but I thought you were my big brother and my friend. You'll have no time for me if you have a kid. <laughs> what am I going to do? Well, I guess i got to go knock someone up now. <laughs> I, I'm super virile at my age 13. <laughs> now, that, now, that's a question, too. How much, how much does Damien Wayne know about the birds and the bees? During assassin school, when they were teaching him eight ways to kill a man, you know, with a thumbtack, did they ever teach him that at any point? Pro- probably not. And I know Batman wouldn't have. No, no, he wouldn't. Again, as we already said, when Lois Lane was delivering the baby, he was out in the other. He was out in the frozen Arctic with his binoculars. <laughs> he wanted no part of that. I, I, I imagine Damian Wayne is a lot like, uh, what is it, Steve Carell from The 40-Year-Old Virgin, like he's hanging out with the Teen Titans, and he's like, yeah, you know, Beast Boy, when you grab a woman's boob, and it's like a bag of sand. It's like a bag of sand, and Beast Boy's like, uh, no, no, that's that's not how it is. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> I hope that's what they that's the direction they go with it. <laughs> and then it's like, well, Damien, we're going to take you to Tijuana for a crazy weekend. <laughs> and then they just have the hangover with the Teen Titans. <laughs> That'd be funny. Uh, Jonathan Pagwai asks, uh, can you tell us when you guys are going to meet up for a con? Uh, maybe this year, hopefully. That'd be nice. It, it, it would be. Flights to Australia and Canada via Australia are expensive. We might need to, like, kickstart something on that. Or, you know, if more people give to the Patreon, which actually many new people have given to the Patreon. Thank you, RazorVids, and thank you a bunch of other people who have kicked in five bucks recently. Now now that I'm actually talking about it, people have managed to go there and give some more money. So thank you, everyone who's done that. You're getting us that much closer. That's awesome. Here's another thing, too, because I know people are having good luck with Super Chats and streaming online and everything. Matt and I are trying really hard to get that going, so maybe in the future sometime Comic Multiverse can become like another live show that we stream and you can see us and everything. Would If we did that, would people be interested in maybe doing some donations? Because we know these are trying economic times and not everyone can afford to give every month and everything, but even just like throwing a couple dollars here and there. That's uh, that's something yeah. gone. Yeah, because we do want to do it. It's harder than we thought. We we tried that one time, and it was all kind of buffing and jittery and everything. I I think Matt, the problem there is that maybe because you were do you were streaming and hosting, maybe I need to host and you need to stream, and we need to figure it out like that. Yeah, we'll do some research and do it. Yeah, I mean, we both got Ethernets. I have the best internet money can buy for my area. So I mean, it's just a matter of trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Shit, if you know or have any good tutorials that you can point us in the direction of, we would be appreciative. <laughs> we, we've got OBS, we've got XSplit, we've got all the stuff, we just don't know how to make it work. Yep. Alright, uh, ooh, the Generation West, here's always a good one. Characters with the best slash worst redesign, ones that you wish stayed the same or longer, ones that overstayed their welcome, aka that stupid hat that Roy uh, Harper wears instead of his hood. <laughs> I, I I don't like the new 52 Superman costume. I hate that armor and that stupid collar. Yeah, I think a lot of people hated it, which is why that was like some of the first stuff they jettisoned. And, and the, like, the, the reason they gave for it, how it's like armor that stays on his body but goes invisible, like, that's just so stupid. It, it takes away what, like, 
the meaning of his costume where it was knitted by his mm. by Mark Hent and everything from the from the uh the blankets he was brought to earth in and everything Yep, I uh, I wholeheartedly agree. I'm glad they ditched that when they did. Like you know, I I miss the trunks on the outside, but I'm willing to make peace with no trunks on the outside. Well, the the current costume looks like perfect. Yeah, it's it's really really good. And in fact, in that flashback, we saw he had trunks when he started. Mm-hmm. So yep. they're so they're at least not downplaying the trunks. Uh, that's definitely nice. Uh, Deathstroke's had some pretty ugly costumes. They can never decide if he's like a big armored bastard or if he's a ninja. Yeah, uh, what, what's that costume? What's the one? I, I don't like the one they have him wear in Injustice. How it's like all pointy and armory and everything. It looks so bad. Yeah, he really he really can't seem to maneuver in that, can he? No, I like the one. Um, the one he had in Villains United, that like was simple a, one. That was a good one. I like the one he's wearing right now, the icon suit, because it's very slick and very, very, very sleek. Yeah. Uh, what are some other good... You know, we could talk forever on this one. Uh, Dazzler's redesign in Bendis's X-Men, and I'm sure a lot of people would argue, oh, Dazzler never had a good costume. No, she at least had an iconic costume. Her, like, you know, what is it, Riot Girl makeover when she dyed her hair and got a mohawk and a bunch of piercings and everything. The, the, <laughs> the funny thing about that redesign is she gets it and then no one makes reference to it. Nobody cares that she changed her look. <laughs> no, It's almost like, you know, the story was reacting to how the fans were reacting. Nobody cared. <laughs> uh, Thor has had some really ugly costumes over the years. Oh, Hawkeye is king of the ugly costume. Oh yeah, he's had he's had a couple of horrible costumes. He's had several. I would say you know pound for pound. Uh, oh, uh, Captain America's Nomad costume was pretty ugly. Oh <laughs> uh, god, a plunging neckline and a big dumb cape and everything. Yeah, that was that that was not good. Um. Oh, I was just thinking of. Oh, who was I thinking of? Oh, Batman during the night, those um goddamn points on his shoulders. Oh yeah, and like the extra long ears. Yeah, that was a bad yeah. that was a bad look for him. Yeah. It was a very bad look for him. Uh what are some other I guess Martian Manhunter as Bloodwind, but I mean is that like a bad costume or is that just him as another guy? <laughs> uh there's there's so many bad costumes we could talk about on this. Uh oh god, what are I'm trying to think of like some uh, so I think I think I've hit all the classic ones. Uh, I didn't have much of a problem with uh, I, I I'm at a total loss here. I'm I'm trying to Google bad costumes because I figure we can talk about this longer. That uh, feral Wolverine. Oh yeah, where he had no nose and he had like a bandana. Yeah, that was that was not a good look. Yeah, surprisingly, that's not appeared in Old Man Logan. No, no, it hasn't. It's like he's forgetting that one. Uh, oh, uh, Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern costume from the movie was pretty shit. Oh, oh god, why did they think CGI would work? It's like it's freaking Green Lantern, man. The best thing about him is that he has a super, super simple costume. Why? Why did yeah. you fuck it up? Yeah, you fucked it up real bad, guys. I, I hold you responsible for this. Here's hoping they learn their lesson moving forward. Uh, yeah, that, that was a good question. Uh, moving on, James M. Robbins asks, what are some good comic runs to read from the old 52 universe? Oh, I mean, so many. <laughs> now, does he mean the the new 52 before Rebirth or pre-Flashpoint? I think if he meant uh, new 52, he would say new 52. I guess he means, yeah, like the pre-Flashpoint universe. Oh, jeez. Yeah, seventy five plus years of history. Yeah, there's there's a lot there. Uh anything Green Arrow by Judd Winnick, that those are really good. Jeff Johns' flashes are really, really good. Yeah, Jeff Johns' Superman's really good. Kurt Busiek's Superman's really good. Green Lantern by Jeff Johns. He only wrote it for like a decade. Yep. Those are really good. Uh Greg Rucka Wonder Woman, Gail Simone Wonder Woman, uh Birds of Prey by Gail Simone. Just so many. Yeah, there's so many good books. I, again, like Matt said, it's 75 years worth of history. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, moving on from there, we have Jose Rilo. 
what are you and Matt's least favorite storylines or runs from your favorite characters? Oh, there's a good one. <laughs> I actually made a video on this a, a while ago. There's so many bad Superman runs. There are. Um, so many. So, and I imagine there's so many bad Green Green Arrow runs as well. It's true. I mean, I'm sure you're no fan of Scott Lobdell's Superman. God, no. <laughs> Remember Hell? Dude. Remember Hell, the new Superman <laughs> villain everyone was going to love? <laughs> uh, I'm so glad that's not canon anymore. <laughs> yeah, we all are. I mean, yeah, Green Arrow, so many bad runs. Uh, obviously, anything in the New 52 before Jeff Lemire took over is kind of a waste. Uh, the run where they kicked Lemire off and brought the TV show writers in, that sucked, and that's just modern time. Uh, a lot of people really love Longbow Hunters, and Longbow Hunters is really good. But mm-hmm. I feel Longbow Hunters is to Green Arrow what Dark Knight Returns is to Batman, and that is people continually take away the wrong lesson from it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because, I mean, I think Longbow Hunters inspired all the worst decisions on the Arrow TV show. And they're like, yeah, well, but we read it in a comic, though, so it's good, right? Yeah, this comic was kind of outside the main continuity, even though it was in the continuity. And, you know, this this was not a good representation of Green Arrow as a whole. Yeah, I, I, know, what you, I know what you're talking about. And I'm sure Superman, there's a lot of stuff with that, too. You know, like even, uh, like, Red Sun. It's like, oh, so we should make Superman like that? No, 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 that's a different Superman. <laughs> yeah, and that, that, that's a, technically an evil one. Yeah, um, you don't want to do that. Yeah, uh, what are some really bad Superman runs? Uh, Doomsday War, oh, uh, that, yes. that's pretty bad. Um, that was a long one, too. Oh god, that terrible! He had a he had an awful costume in that as well. With that mother box that gave him all those pouches. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what was that? What was that one with the? Oh goddamn that that Elseworld story. Uh, World's End. Oh yeah. Where, where where he fought like two clone Hitlers. Oh, and then he grows a beard and starts yeah. shooting a big gun. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, a big gun he got from Batman's cave, <laughs> and Batman's now literally a Batman. Yeah, and, and basically the whole crux of that issue is Superman like waxing poetic about how much I loved Batman so much. Batman was so mm-hmm. good. Yep. <laughs> it's so annoying to have a Superman story where Superman just metaphorically sucks the dick of Batman nonstop. Yeah. Uh, here's one from Cole Cottenham. Favorite non-Marvel or DC comic book movie? Uh, I quite like that Watchmen movie, but only the super extra long cut. Yeah, the one where it actually makes sense. Yeah, I like the first Sin City. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I, you know, I still haven't seen um, the second one, and it's on Netflix, so I can watch it anytime, but I refuse to. You're, you're really not missing anything. All you need to watch is A Dame to Kill For, because that's the only one they actually put any time or effort into. <laughs> the other ones are just fluff and filler, is all it is. It feels It felt like the cinematic equivalent of downloadable content. <laughs> uh, I like Road to Perdition. People forget that's a comic movie. Yeah, people do. I, I recently, just because the the Batman Shadow book came out. I watched The Shadow again. That that's a great that's a great movie. That is pretty good. The Shadow is pretty great. Uh The Phantom even, that's another fun one. Yeah. With Billy Zane, that's a fun. I mean, I guess The Rocketeer didn't start as comics, but it became comics later. Yeah. Rocketeer's pretty good. There's a there's a lot of ones we can name. Oh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I like Scott Pilgrim. It's super Canadian like me. Mhm. So how could I not like that one? I, I, I feel like there's some obvious ones we're missing here. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I just can't think of them. <laughs> you you stall for time, Matt, and I'll Google that one right quick. Um, I, know, I, I, I know people don't like it, but I like The Losers. Oh, yes, that's right. We've had this conversation before on The Losers, yes. Yeah, I, I like that, and it, and it had the... The terrible timing of coming out when the A-Team came out. It sure did. And the Expendables. Those all came out in like yeah. one summer. Yep. Oh, uh, 30 Days of Night. I like the 30 Days of Night. Yeah, the sequels, however, are shit. Yeah, they kind of are. You don't You don't really need to see those at all. Mm-hmm. Don't, uh, don't search those ones out. <laughs> barbed Wire. You remember Barbed Wire with Pamela Anderson? Oh, God, that's going back a while. Yeah, that's a comic book movie. From Hell, with Keanu Reeves trying to do a really, really bad, uh, what is it, English accent. That's a comic book movie. I, 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 think, I think From Hell is um, Johnny Depp. 
Oh, is it Johnny Depp? It's oh yes, I that's, think so. It's someone trying to do you, a bad English accent. You're thinking of Keanu Reeves and Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yes, I mixed up one. Yes, I absolutely mixed that up. Good, good catch, Matt. <laughs> Cowboys and aliens. Remember that. I think even John Favreau hates that film. I'm pretty sure he does. Oh, The Crow. The Crow, of course. Oh yeah, yeah. That's an excellent comic book based movie. I watch that one every Halloween when I get the chance. Yeah, it's a good film. It's a re- it's a really really good one. Uh, looking more, looking more. Here I have the, I have a whole list up in front of me. And I'm trying to look for ones that aren't uh, comic book. Uh, it, did he just say not superhero or not DC or Marvel? I guess the comic book movie in general. Like yeah. K- Kingsman. Oh yeah, Kingsman. Do, do pretty much anything Mark Millar and uh, the, and his frequent directorial collaborator. Yeah, uh, Hellboy, uh, Hellboy two specifically, I quite enjoy. Yeah, yeah, Hellboy two is really good. The Golden Army is kick ass. Is one of the be- better sequels. Uh, Heavy Metal, technically based on a comic book uh, magazine. That that is a really good movie. That's that's good. I love the soundtrack. If you love it for nothing else, yeah. it's got a bitch and say, oh, Judge Dread, of course. Yeah, yeah, both Judge Dread and Dread and Dread, all fun for different reasons. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we, we could just talk forever on this one, but yeah, those are those were a couple winners for sure. Uh, what else do we have yeah. here? Uh, Doc Coiner asks, on your Cap slash Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. idea, does Mocking... Oh, geez, he's asking me a question on another show that I was on. <laughs> Answer it. Answer. Uh, yeah, sure, Mockingbird can come for my fictional Captain America and the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. book that I pitched on another show. I would I would imagine for this uh, for this pitch everyone who's ever been a cool agent of Shield gets to be on that team, and she can wear her feminist agenda shit just to piss some people just off. Just to piss people. <laughs> Yo, did you see in a uh, in in uh, Thor this week they pick up Quentin Quire and Quentin Quire has a shirt on that says "Ask me about my mutant agenda." Yeah, <laughs> that's fucking great. I love that guy. Uh, Ghost again asking before the reveal comes on Tuesday uh, what's your last pitch on Savitar's identity well Ghost if you listen to uh, Cape TV over on the Weekly Pull archive and bonus channel Matt and I go into deep detail on who we think it could be is it really coming this week well according to Ghost it is we won't know for sure yeah I would have thought that would have like 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 uh, Blue Ball does a little bit longer. You would think. But then again, like the show's got to end on the 23rd of next month. Yeah, that's that's true. The 23rd is coming up, so I guess they'll have to get there quickly. Uh, one more time with Ghost. Uh, best Rebirth title, worst Rebirth title, and most unexpected Rebirth title that you also like. That's pretty good. Well, I... I don't think there's a, there's been a bad book from Rebirth. Not really. There's just been a couple like, well, this is okay, but not like good enough that I need to read like every week. Yeah, there's been a couple like I I wanted to keep up with almost everything, but obviously I couldn't. And I know like all, pretty much everything has been so good. I mean, the Superman family has been better than it's been in years. Yep. I I love what Detective Comics is doing with the Bat family. Uh, Wonder Woman is back to prominence now. Green Arrow is excellent. I know we argue on the quality of Justice League. I don't like Justice League, and I'm not currently reading Justice League, but I wouldn't necessarily call it bad or anything. I would just say it doesn't live up to the title of Justice League. That, that That's fair. Uh, unexpected? I was unexpected to like Deathstroke as much as I did. Like, I'm really loving a Deathstroke book now, and I picked that one up almost entirely on a laugh, on a, I'm not going to like this. Yeah, that that does sound like it's it's a pretty good book. I am going to start actually reading it when it when's it crossing over with um Titans and Teen Titans and all that. When's it start that? Lazarus Contract starts this week, I think. Yeah, I'm going to start with that. I don't know which book starts first in the thing, but I know uh, both the new Teen Titans and I think the last Deathstroke stopped with being like, you know, hey, coming up next, Lazarus Contract Part 1. Oh, okay, Teen Titans Annual is going to be the Lazarus Contract number one. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, wait, that's the finale. Well, that's kind of stupid. Why Why is the Teen Titans Annual, the Lazarus Contract number one, not part one? <laughs> that's, that's, that's silly. You're silly, comics. Uh, okay, the Lazarus Teen Titans number eight is the Lazarus Contract Part Two, 
So I can only imagine if that's part two, part one has to be Deathstroke number 18 that comes out this week. Mm-hmm. Or comes out today as we record this, because we'll be putting this up on Wednesday. Yeah. Let me let me double check. You know, you know, I'm I'm just gonna say yes. I'm just gonna say yes. It is. I tried putting <laughs> it in, but it's giving me like all the new 52 death strokes, and I'm like, no, I don't want those. Uh, no, those are horrible. Nobody wanted those. I'm amazed those lasted as long as they did. Yeah, again, it's Deathstroke. He's a popular character. Clearly, it lasts as it's like Batman. All those Batman books that started at the start of the new 52. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And with that, Matt, we've filled uh, a pretty much over an hour now, and there's uh, no more questions. So, again, thank you, fans. You saved this impromptu episode. Yeah, you, you saved us from whatever Injustice was trying to do. Yeah, God damn it. I agree. Uh, now, again, was there anything else that came out this week that you necessarily wanted to talk about, or can we just call this a short one next or for this week? Um... I don't actually think there is anything really that came out this week that really? requires us to talk about. It was pretty, pretty uneventful week besides the button and all that. Yeah, besides the button, besides Superman's uh, timeline being reset and everything. Yeah, we're going to call this one a short one for this week, everyone. We hope you got a chance to have your questions read. Sorry we did it so late. We had a totally other idea for the show that had to get thrown out. We apologize. Um, be sure to come back same time next week. Because Matt and I will, of course, will both have seen Guardians by then, and we can do a big Guardian-themed show. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. That will be cool. And you know, here's the thing, too. Now that we've done a different show, Matt has to do up a different thumbnail now. He had an Injustice-themed <laughs> one all ready to go. I, I did. I even made it last night. I'm thinking, I'm going to get ahead of this and make it before the show. <laughs> he did, man. He was thinking. He was thinking, but freaking, you know, they, they had other ideas, I tell you. Mm-hmm. They had other goddamn ideas. So on that note, everyone, thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, be sure to like, favorite, and subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, you can go download the show over on the Comic Multiverse SoundCloud page. Carry it around with you everywhere you go. We got a lot of good people following us around there. If you're a patron, you get to listen to the episode first before anyone else as soon as it ends. And it will be ending very soon. Mm-hmm. Yep. everyone else gets it Wednesday so I mean on that note I guess we can bring it to a close Matt anything interesting happening on your channel that you want to hype people up about uh, yes I'm actually finishing up my fixing the DCEU video series the last video is coming out this week uh, so pay attention and look out for that it's about the Justice League uh, so a lot of people should be excited about that and I was going to do another Superman in media but I've decided to push that until the Supergirl finale, nice. since he's in that. That's a really good idea. I, I'm hoping to have another required reading on the Guardians of the Galaxy coming out very soon in time for the movie. But here's the twist, everyone, just, just to leave you in suspense. That's coming out, but you might not be seeing it on my channel right away. Ooh. Yeah, it might, might be going somewhere else to be part of a bigger Guardians of the Galaxy blitz. So get ready for that one when it happens. Until then, everyone, I've been Cape Joel. Thank you for listening. I'm Matt. Thanks for listening. And we will see you all next time. Bye-bye. Yeah.